A rifle. The sound of Rain's alarm gently tugged him from the clutches of sleep. He yawned and sat up blinking blearily in the soft morning light. The group had reached the mine well after dark the day before. Having decided to press on rather than camp halfway up the winding track that led into the hills. Rain had been dead on his feet by the time they got there, exhausted and footsore. They'd made good time in the afternoon, partly thanks to some light velocity training. He'd had to keep it at a low intensity so that the horse could tolerate it. But over time, the minor boost to speed became a significant boost to distance. He'd half expected the crazed bunch of adventurers to jump straight into the lair without even waiting to rest. Thankfully, though, they seemed just as tired as he was, even Amelia and Tallhard. The two of them probably had higher stamina than the rest, except perhaps Carten. Rain had taken the first turn at watch, further exacerbating his lack of sleep. It looked like the others were getting up, so as tired as he was, it didn't look like sleeping in would be in the cards. I miss coffee. Right, let's go, Val said, looking fully awake despite the early hour. Time's wasting. Slow down there, Bob, Carten laughed. The mine ain't going nowhere. I'm having breakfast. Never fight on an empty stomach. Hey, guys, can we maybe wait a day before we go in? Rain asked. The entire group turned to stare at him. He shifted uncomfortably. Okay, he said in a resigned voice. I guess not. Don't be so timid, Rain, Val said. You are a lot stronger than you think you are. No, that's kind of the problem. I've actually been avoiding training my attack auras. I only just got IFF and it doesn't help that much yet. I don't want to accidentally kill anyone. Weren't you training it yesterday? Carton asked. Yeah, but I doubt it'll have gotten to rank 10 overnight. Perhaps you should check. If anyone could do something like that, it would be a dynamo, James said from where he was rebuilding the fire. Rain brought up his interface, sliding the windows over to the side so that he could consult them while continuing the conversation. He dismissed the attributes panel after a cursory glance, seeing that he was once more capped at one experience under the limit. Training overview. General experience earned. Mana use, 13,000. Skill experience earned. Winter. 742. Channel Mastery, 7,277. Rank up. Velocity, 9,359. Rank up, rank up, rank up. Aura Synergy, 1,901. Rank up. Essence Well, 6,711. Rank up. Aura IFF, 3,588. Rank up, rank up, rank up. Statistics. Health, total, 400. Base 400, modifier 0, 100%. Health regen total 100 per day. Base 100 per day, modifier 0 per day, 100%. Stamina total 200, base 200, modifier 0, 100%. Stamina regen total 100 per day, base 100 per day, modifier 0 per day, 100%. Mana 
Total 5100. Base 5100. Modifier 0 100%. Mana regen. Total 48.8 per minute. Base 12.6 per minute. Modifier minus 1.8 per minute. 401.2%. Movement speed 10. Perception 10. Resistances. Heat 1 0%. Cold 1 0%. Light 1 0%. Dark 1 0%. Force 1 0%. Arcane 1 0%. Mental 1 0%. Chemical 1 0%. Skills. Aura Metamagic. Tier 0. Amplify Aura 10 out of 10. Multiply Aura Intensity by 200%. Multiply Aura Mana Cost by 300%. Extend Aura 10 out of 10. Extend Aura Range by 10 meters. Multiply Aura Mana Cost by 300%. Tier 1. Aura Focus 10 out of 10. Focus on an Aura to boost its output. Multiply Aura Intensity by 300%. Multiply Aura Range by 300%. Multiply Aura Mana Cost by 300%. User loses all external senses while focusing. Aura Synergy, 5 out of 10. Experience, 1093 out of 2200. Increase all aura output by 0.5% for each rank in any aura. Effective boost, 25.5%. Tier 2, Aura IFF, 4 out of 10. Experience, 788 out of 2800. User may exempt entities from direct aura effects at will. Selected auras receive 60% aura output. Magical Utility, Tier 0. Intrinsic Clarity, 10 out of 10. Multiply Base Mana Regeneration by 300%. Intrinsic Focus, 10 out of 10. Multiply Base Mana by 300%. Tier 1. Channel Mastery, 10 out of 10. Allows Intuitive Control of Channeled Skill Intensity. Minimum Skill Intensity, 0%. Maximum Skill Intensity, 200%. Skill Mana Cost Modified by Intensity Adjustment. Tier 2. Magical Synergy. Enables limited synergistic cross-coupling of magical attributes. 25.0% of focus contributes to mana regen. 25.0% of clarity contributes to mana. Offensive auras. Tier 0. Refrigerate. 6 out of 10. Experience. 1,168 out of 1,600. 25 to 63 cold focus damage per second to entities and environment. Sufficient damage causes slow. Range. 7.53 meters. Cost. 30 MP per second. Immolate, 5 out of 10. Experience, 316 out of 1,100. 46 to 53 heat focus damage per second to entities and environment. Sufficient damage causes ignition. Range, 6.27 meters. Cost, 25 MP per second. Utility auras, tier 0. Purify, 10 out of 10. Purify poison, corruption, and contamination. Range, 12.5 meters. Cost, 100 MP per minute. Winter, 6 out of 10. Experience, 832 out of 1,600. Boost mana regeneration by 75% for all entities. Range, 7.53 meters. Cost, 6 MP per hour. Tier 1. Essence Well, 10 out of 10. Transfer mana to all entities within range, including user. Transfer rate, 12.55 MP per second. Efficiency, 20%. Range, 12.5 meters. Velocity, 7 out of 10. Experience, 2,868 out of 4,400. 87.85% boost to speed for all entities. Range, 8.79 meters. Cost, 7 MP per second. Detection, 7 out of 10. Experience, 1,879 out of 4,400. Sent selected items of interest. Not occluded by mundane materials. Resolution, 0.25 meters. 
Range, 8.79 meters. Cost, 7 MP per second. Three skill points, three. Resisting the temptation to get lost in the panels, Rain forced himself to stick to the question at hand. IFF is at rank four now. That means I can reduce the intensity of my auras by 40% for specific targets. It's still going to be tough to use refrigerate if I'm with you guys. Also, I can't really reduce the effect on the environment at all. So even if it doesn't damage you directly, the cold air might. I have no idea how that works. Yes, you'll need to be careful about that, Amelia said. Ha! Ain't nothing more stupid than giving yourself mage burn, Carten laughed. Huh? Jameis clarified. Focus heavy mages tend to have issues if their defenses aren't up to snuff. Stay out in the sun too long, you get sunburn. Cast too many fireballs, you get mage burn. Yup, Carten said. Silly mages, always ignoring defense. It isn't just mages, Tolhart said. Rain turned to look at him, the stoic man's unprompted response taking him by surprise. Or, Val asked. I've only ever heard of it with mages. What do you mean? Jemas can explain, Tolhart said, sighing and shaking his head slowly. I'm not exactly sure what you're talking about either, Tolhart. He probably means that imbalance in general, Amelia said. Tolhart inclined his head toward her. Yes. Val nodded. I've met warriors focused solely on strength. They tend to hurt themselves as much as they hurt their enemies. What, so like a strength dynamo? Rain asked. The term is fortifico, and they don't tend to last long, Jameis said. It isn't just a fortifico problem. Any imbalance is dangerous, Amelia said, giving Rain a level look. Oh, I don't know about that, Val said. Rain here is going to be a real terror once he gets going. What else did you get, Rain, eh? How about Velocity? You use that practically all afternoon. It's up to rank seven, Rain said, consulting his skill panel. Almost a 90% boost to speed. Oh, that sounds fun, Carten said. Let's try it out. Over there, Amelia pointed to a stony patch a good distance from their campsite. Tolhart and I can take care of breakfast. I can help if you like, Rain offered concerned by the look in Carten's eyes. He'd rather cook than figure out what that was about. Thanks, but we can handle it. You should go train, Amelia said. She swept her gaze over the others. All of you should go. Learn each other's skills and figure out how to work together. Sounds fun to me, Val said. You're all going to lose your shit when Rain uses velocity with that Nova technique. Rain nodded in grudging acceptance. He followed Carten over to the designated training ground. Amelia's right, I suppose. I have no idea how to actually fight with a group. Last time I was here, I was just cowering behind everyone. 
Okay, let me have it, Carten said as soon as they reached the center of the rocky area. Rain checked to make sure that they were far enough to avoid disturbing Amelia and Tallheart. They were, even if he used Extend Aura. Okay, everyone, get ready. At 90%, it's going to be really disconcerting. Don't make any sudden movements. Jameis and Val checked their footing and nodded, bracing themselves for the effect of the skill. Carten was hopping from foot to foot, clattering loudly as he bounced on his toes. I'm good. Come on, just do it already. Don't say I didn't warn you, Rain said, then activated the aura. True to its name, there was no discernible lag in the spread of the aura as there was with Refrigerate. As the effect washed over the huge man, his body blurred, trailing visible wisps of wind as he moved. To Rain's surprise, Carten didn't immediately fall down in a heap, as Val had done when he'd first experienced the same level of acceleration. After a few halting starts, the big man seemed to get the hang of it. He was soon rocketing around like a drunken cannonball, tumbling into rocks and laughing like a madman. Rain snorted in amusement as Carten slammed full speed into a particularly large rock and bounced off to land flat on his back. It looked like the rock had gotten the worse of the exchange. Jameis took a hesitant step, then windmilled his arms as he lost his balance. He went down, followed by Val, when he bent to help him. Rain edged over slowly, focusing on keeping his movements tight and controlled. He offered Jameis his hand and pulled him back to his feet. Val managed to get back up on his own, looking embarrassed. How are you doing that, Carton? Rain asked. Why isn't the speed bothering you? Oh, it feels odd as shit, that's for sure, Carton said, jumping straight up into the air. His armored boots easily reached two meters off the ground. He landed with a huge thump. I'm just too awesome to let something like this bother me. Holy shit, that was an insane jump. I had no idea that velocity could boost vertical speed too. Wait, I just got a great idea. Rain's face split into a stupid grin. Hey, Carten, I've got an idea. Do that jump again. Huh? Why? Carten said, stopping to look at Rain with a confused expression. Just trust me, he said. I'm going to count to three, then jump as high as you can. Yeah, do it, Val said, giving Rain a knowing wink. This is going to be good, Jameis said slowly lowering himself to a seated position. Rain joined him on the ground, not wanting to injure himself. He mentally blacklisted everyone but Carten, reducing the effect for them by 40%. Okay, ready, Carten? One, two, three, jump good! The Velocity Nova struck Carten just as he pushed off from the ground, boosting his speed by a massive 1,054%. The armored man shot into the air as if fired from a cannon, leaving a streaking afterimage in his wake. As Rain's senses returned, he immediately realized what he had done. He canceled the aura completely, watching in horror as Carten flew into the sky, peaking at well over 50 meters, and started to plummet back towards the earth. Shit, Carten! He tried to scramble to his feet, 
But Jameis stopped him with a hand on his shoulder. Shh, he'll be fine. Watch. Rebound! Carten roared, just as he hit the ground. There was a flash of red light and an enormous boom, followed by a wave of dust and rocks that thankfully fell short of the spectators. Carten was cackling madly as he climbed out of the crater, dusting off his armor. That was fucking awesome! Carten pumped both of his fists into the air. Do it again! Sometime later, after some more training and a light breakfast, the group was finally ready. Carten lifted the bar holding the heavy wooden door closed and pulled it open with a creak. He hefted his shields, ducked under the doorframe, and started moving down the tunnel. His hulking form filled all of the available space. There were only a few centimeters between his head and the ceiling of the sloping tunnel. Come on, Val. I can't see shit, Carten said as he ducked under one of the timber beams bracing the ceiling. Wordlessly, Val sent his lunar orb, zooming to hover over Carten's shoulder. Then, followed the large man into the tunnel. Jameis was next, having to duck as well to avoid losing his brilliant orange hat. He was about the same height as Carten, after all, just half the width. Rain gripped his staff and went in next, his chain armor chinking softly. He'd borrowed a leather belt from Jameis to secure it around his waist, but it and the metal helmet still felt unfamiliar and cumbersome. Tallheart followed him in, having to bend almost double to avoid scraping the ceiling with his antlers. A mine was no place for a civilian. Don't worry, Tallheart. The ceiling gets a little higher once we get to the first chamber, Rain said. Mmm. Amelia brought up the rear, leaving the door open. She was carrying a bunch of unlit torches that they had found near the entrance where the miners had left them. There had been a few metal lanterns as well, but the candles inside were burnt down to stubs. Can we light one of those? Rain asked as the daylight from the entrance faded. I can barely see anything. Not yet, Amelia replied. These are for emergencies. They won't last long. Huh? I thought torches lasted for a few hours or something. You're thinking of ever torches. These are just wood and a bit of oil. They'll burn out much faster than that. Oh, Rain said. Ever torches? Was that what they had me setting up in the sewer? They just look like normal torches to me. Here, Amelia said. Suddenly, a second ball of white light appeared above her hand, identical to Val's. She sent it up to the ceiling, causing the shadow of Torhart's antlers to be projected against the wall. You know Lunar Orb too, Val said, looking back in her direction. What is your class? How do you fight? I don't think I ever asked. Shh, Jameis hissed. Listen. Caverns ahead. Something's in there, Carten whispered. Go in and send the light up. Val did so as soon as Carten moved out into the chamber, revealing the circular cavern. The ceiling was higher here, supported in a few places by large wooden beams. It was uneven, some parts clearly having been excavated and others looking more like a natural cave. 
Rain wasn't that worried about the scenery at the moment. He searched the dim cavern with his eyes, looking for whatever had caused the noise Jameis had heard. Rain's ears caught an abrupt sucking pop, and he whipped his gaze upward. He saw the blobby creature falling in the darkness. Having detached from the ceiling with the telltale sound of a slime, it landed with a wet splat and started moving toward them. Unlike the ones in the sewer or the forest, this slime was an inky black. Focusing on it in the dim light brought up its description on his HUD. Dark slime, level two, huh? Just a slime, Carton said, glancing at it, then moving out into the center of the cavern. He ignored the slime moving towards him, watching for any other threats. I've got it, Val said. There was a sudden flash of white light. Rain blinked. His eyes had adapted to the dark and the sudden light was painful. The slime collapsed, its inky inside spilling out of the hole that Val had punched in its membrane. Checking his notifications quickly, Rain registered a sub-1% contribution. And a few experience for the kill. I guess I'm in the party then. Not like I had anything to do with killing that thing. A flicker of movement caught the corner of his eye. There's another one, he said, pointing at the ceiling. Val blasted it, and it fell with a sickening splatter, dead before it hit the ground. 10% contribution that time. I really need to figure out how this party stuff works. Can you make that light any brighter? Jameis asked, looking at Val. The soft white light from the two orbs wasn't nearly as strong as torchlight, barely fighting back the shadows. Val shook his head. Not until the next level. Damn. How about you, Amelia? No. Double damn, Jameis said. Carton, this is why I told you to bring torches. Shut it, Jameis. I know, Carton grumbled. Hang on, I'll try detection. Rain said, activating the aura and searching for monsters in general. He got a few hits from within the cavern, as well as a few more down one of the side passages. The range was up to 21 meters, due to extend aura and aura synergy. He pointed, and Val sent his light over to reveal three more slimes, squeezing into a crack in the ceiling. Let me, James said, then blasted the slimes with bolts of blue energy. The slimes detonated when struck, showering the floor of the cave with their putrid insides. Some of the black gunk landed on Rain's shoulder, and he jumped back. Far too late. Strangely, the slime didn't smell anywhere near as bad as he had expected. It had a pungent odor, to be sure, but it was deep and metallic, not the rancid scent of a dumpster on a hot day. He activated Purify, not bothering with any modifiers, and just letting the spell do its work. The slime evaporated, and he cancelled the skill after a few seconds. Hmm, Chambers said. Can you leave that on? The light isn't that bright, but it goes pretty far. I suppose I could, Rain said, reactivating the skill. At the base rate of 100 MP per minute, he could keep it running quite a while. I can't use winter while I do it, though. Just while we check the cavern, then, Jameis said. What's the point of those puny lights? 
If rain can light up the whole damn cavern at once? Cartan asked, looking at Val and Amelia. Rain winced, but Val and Amelia didn't seem bothered by the offhanded insult. Lunar orb might not be bright, but once we get into the lair, I doubt rain's aura will be enough, Val said. It's practically free, Cartan, Amelia explained, sending her orb over to orbit around his head. And it won't be suppressed by the darkness in the lair. Damn spell is annoying, Val said, twirling his own light around his finger. Took ages to get it to rank ten, and it is still barely brighter than a candle. Then why take it? Carton asked. It's more than enough if you improve your vision, Amelia said. And how am I supposed to do that? Squint? Carton asked loudly. His voice echoed as it bounced off the walls. There's still more of them, you know. Down there, Rain said, pointing at the smallest of the tunnels. Don't rely on that too much, Rain, Jameis cautioned. Remember, nothing is absolute. This is a dark aspect lair, so the likelihood of monsters being able to evade detection is even greater than normal. Rain gulped. I thought we weren't in the lair yet. This is just spillover. The fact that there are dark slimes around is good proof that there really is a lair down there. Don't be so sure, Amelia said. Remember, they weren't supposed to be keen outside either. A rank shift isn't out of the question. What? Not likely. This area has been stable for thousands of years. Rank shift? That can happen? Enough. Let's clear out the less of them, Val said, heading down the tunnel Rain had mentioned. Wait, I'll go first, Carton said. They're just slimes, Val laughed. You don't know that, Carton argued. Rain, you just felt slimes, right? Val asked. I'm not sure. I could check again. If I boost the power, I can kind of get a better sense of what's what. It's hard to explain. Don't bother, Jameis said. Save your manner. Let the turtle do his job. Jameis is right for once. I've got this one. Carten shouldered Val out of the way, heading over to the indicated tunnel and squeezing himself into it. Val and Jameis followed him. Turtle? Ha! That fits. Rain, Tallheart said, standing in the center of the room. Yeah? There was metal here. Oh, right. It was in the walls of the tunnel heading down to the next level over there, Rain pointed. I'll show you after we take care of the monsters. I will wait here, Tallheart said. Rain nodded and started to follow the others into the tunnel but paused, looking back. You'll be okay in the dark? I'll stay with him until you get back, Amelia said. Rain nodded and hustled to catch up with the others. They'll be fine. Me? I'm not so sure about. Slimes are one thing, but if there are dark hounds down here, well, they aren't worse than the kin. We should be able to deal with it. Rain double-checked his blacklist, to make sure everyone was exempt from his attack auras. If they did get surrounded, 
Worst case, he could just burn his way out and hope that the dogs would go down before his companions. They didn't come to that, at least not in this tunnel. The signal turned out to have come from slimes after all. The tunnel wasn't wide enough for either of the mages to get a shot off, past the hulking form of Car 10. The armoured man simply squished them into the wall by walking forward with his shields held in front of him. Fortunately for Car 10, Rain's purification aura was still running. He switched to detection once the mess was taken care of and did a quick ping for more monsters. He used full power, noticing a small sliver of his mana disappeared as he activated the pulse. That's the last of them, he said, then switched his focus, searching for Tell. His ping came back with several signals. There was one coming from below Carten's feet, as well as a few from back in the main chamber. Carten, there's a Tell at your feet. I see it, Carten said, setting aside one of his shields and stooping to collect it. Right, check the other tunnels, then on to the next level. Jameis said. The tunnel was too narrow for Carten to trade places with him, so Rain led the way back to the main chamber. Once there, he used detection again, collecting two more tell. He was about to add them to his own pouch, but Carten stopped him with a hand. Here now, those go in here, holding out a small leather bag. We'll split it up when we're done. Oh, sure, Rain said, adding the two tell to the bag. Carten nodded pulling the string tight and tossing the bag to him. You hang on tight to that. Wouldn't want to lose our fortune. How much did we get? Val asked. Three whole tell, Rain said with a shrug. Don't worry, Jameis said. We're not even in the lair yet. They quickly checked the remaining side tunnels for monsters, finding nothing. Once Jameis was satisfied that the area was secure, they collected Amelia and Tallheart and proceeded down the large tunnel that led to the lower chamber. Rain searched the walls as they went, tracing his hand along a vein of what was probably coal, until he saw some of the greyish rocks he had noticed last time. Here, Tallheart, this any good? he asked, pointing. Tallheart walked over to him, fortunately not having to bend his neck quite so badly in the larger tunnel. He touched a gauntleted finger to the stone, then frowned. Iron. Impure. Is that an issue? Can't you refine it or something? Maybe a skill? Use detection, Tallheart rumbled. Look for tin. Sure, you got it. Why tin, though? Rain asked, activating his aura. He felt several signals coming from around them, but none of them were clear. It melts easily. There's some around. It's fuzzy, though. I'm not sure what that means. Maybe it's impure. Same as the iron, Jameis said, peering over Rain's shoulder to see what they were looking at. Rain considered this for a moment. I suppose. Show me, Tallheart said. Well, there's a good bit of it over that way. Maybe 20 meters, Rain said pointing directly at one of the walls of the tunnel. That's not particularly helpful, though. There's a smaller signal coming from straight ahead. I'll let you know when we're close. Rain kept pinging as they continued down the hall, using channel mastery to keep the mana usage in check. Unfortunately, he didn't find any deposits that were close enough, 
by the time they reached the lower chamber. As before, they entered cautiously, scanning for danger. This time, however, the area was deserted. Detection didn't turn up anything when Rain checked for monsters, but he did sense a good deposit of tin only a short distance within one of the walls. Here, he said, pointing. It isn't that deep. If we had a pick or something, we could probably get to it. Wordlessly, Torhot nodded and removed his hammer from his belt. He eyed the wall, then motioned Rain back. Um, Torhot? Jameis asked. Yes, maybe be gentle. Don't worry, Jameis. I will not damage the ceiling. Gentle, as it turned out, meant sharp, powerful blows that sent chips of stone flying everywhere and echoed through the entire chamber. It took Tallheart only a few minutes to strike the vein of tin. He reached into the wall and broke off a large chunk of a dark, crystalline-looking rock. Is that what you need, Tallheart? Rain asked. It didn't look like metal at all, but he was no geologist. If detection registered it as a valid target of his search, then it was probably a safe bet that whatever the mineral was, Tin made up a good part of it. This skill is crazy. I definitely need to play with it more later. Yes, Tallheart said, pulling out a sack from the pack he was carrying. He started filling it, hammering at the wall and sifting through the resulting rubble. Go on. I will remain here. You sure you don't want to come into the lair with us? Rain asked, looking for the others, but finding only Amelia looking back at him. Wait, where did they go? They went ahead to check the other tunnels. Val said you were taking too long. Typical. Rain shook his head. I will remain here, Tallheart repeated. You two do not need to wait for me. But what about light? Rain asked. I will be fine, Tallheart said. He stopped hammering and reached inside his pack, removing a small wooden case. He opened it to reveal, of all things, a pair of metal-framed glasses. He settled them onto the bridge of his nose, then returned the case to his pack. Those are actually pretty stylish. He looks sort of like a college professor with them on. You know, other than the antlers. And the armor. Okay, he looks nothing like a college professor. Magic? Rain asked. Magic, Tallheart confirmed. Rare magic, Amelia said appreciatively. Tallheart resumed pounding at the wall. You sure you'll be okay alone? Rain asked. I have been alone for many years, the antlered man said slowly. His mouth softened into a smile. I thank you for your concern. Come on, Amelia said. We should catch up with the others. I'm not sure I trust them to wait for us. Rain started to follow her, but stopped at the sound of Tallheart's gravelly voice. Rain. He lowered his hammer and turned to look over his shoulder. There was a very faint bluish glow shining within the lenses of his glasses. His expression was serious. Do not die.